Damn, but I will say, the second I said hot dogs, y'all fucking judged me. <laughs> oh, God, Did you lose your goddamn mind? I'm either gonna drink to be happy or drink to be sad, but either way, we're I'm drinking. Drink. I'll take you guys to New Jersey yeah. as a matter. Sound. Now, all right. So now we're on. So we're what are we popping? Let's let's let's, let's pop, pop it again. Let's see if I can recreate that beautiful noise. Uh, nah. not as good. No, that wasn't that was, sexy at all. <laughs> that was that was uh, that was very airplane of us. <laughs> you know, like that kind of. <laughs> let's recreate the noise. It's like a Mel Brooks or like that kind of comedy of that. Like, <laughs> that's what that was. So. Well, had you only heard that glorious pop before the uh, mic came on, we have the old stock. Me and old stock go back from, well, the beginning of my experience with beer. Old stock goes back before me. It, yeah. it knows people before me. But, but I... You have a good relationship otherwise. I am the old stock, though. It was my favorite beer for years upon years. I would travel from Arizona back when you could not get it. It was only released once a year. There was such a small quantity of it made that I would drive up here and pick up a case and drive it back. Fucking hell. Of course, in the meantime, I was uh, having to experience the California coast all along the way. And all that was, you know, yeah. it's kind of rough. But uh, that's how strongly I felt about that beer. I never went without. I had it every year, no matter what. And now they make it available all of, all of the time for us, and then they started barrel-aging them in, in larger quantities, let's put it that way, because yeah. they did that for quite some time as well. So what we have here is a 2011 Cellar Reserve, which is the best one they ever made, uh, right. the Brandy Barrel. The brandy barrel age. Oh, mm -hmm. all right. Mm -hmm. Is it? But you, do you like it better? Well, obviously, probably. Uh, um, uh, then the the Bear Republic uh, barrel age, the Grizzly. You've had that, right? It blows that shit out of the water. It blows. This blows everything out of the water. We're talking about one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. beers historically. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, something. And wait, so, well, what year is it? Uh, it's an eleven. Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Th they only That's did these on certain years, actually. All right. So, so the brandy was on 2011 alone. Yeah, and uh, I think they did one in 2009. And what's the percentage perhaps. on this one? Oh gosh, gotta get the glasses. Oh, one okay. can only guess. It changes every time, so yeah, it's going to be son of a. That might be Google worthy. It's not on the bottle. That it's not on the bottle. Huh? Predominantly. Yeah, I don't see it. It's usually on the side of there. Over there. It contains alcohol. It does say that. <laughs> this beverage may contain alcohol. <laughs> you are not fooled. You are drinking an alcoholic beverage, my friends. Let's see. And they suggest 60 degrees. Well, I pulled it from slightly colder than that. Ooh, that's going to be even better. 2011, old stock. Brandy. Old stock. Brandy. Oh, look what we had there. We could have even more efficiently just oh, nailed that boink. Did the, did the barcode. Did the barcode. Oh, what do we got? Aged in Brandy Barrels, North Coast Brewing. 
we are on our way unbelievably on this beast it says on this beast it is a beast this is a beast it's a bloody beast oh fuck dude we're in for a fucking time it is 15.20 percentage in alcohol we are literally drinking wine now we are in our cups yes Unbelievable barrel depth on this beast. Vanilla, toffee, maple, caramel, oxidation is non-existent on this bottle. Absolutely agree with that. Minimal one. carb as well. This beer pushes any boundaries I've seen out of barrel aging. Just brilliant. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you heard this- it. You heard it here, folks. If you can find a 2011 old stock, or if you have it, you are in a treat. I mean, it looks fantastic. It's just exactly what... Oh, it smells exactly mm. how I thought it would smell. Cheers, man. This is a, a, a great a great gift. Mmm. No, it just stays as oh, wonderful man. as ever. This one is not as, as boozy as some of the other ones that we've had. Uh, just kind of random, like the, uh, some of the random nights we've hung out. Um, this one is smooth as hell and delicious. Oh, and delicious. On those random night boozy ones, I've typically pulled out more. We've had some great ones. More yeah. new ones, though. Yeah. So, well, not always. Not always. We had. Wow, I can't remember what what we we compared. We had a 2014 and a 2013. I can't remember exactly what that one was. Oh, that might have been the uh, the Bourbon County. Was it Bourbon County? Yeah, I think it was. Okay. I think I couldn't remember what it was exactly, but I was like, I know we had something that we were like, both comparing back to back years, and we were like, let's try the thirteen versus the fourteen, and we like, that one I was like Ubering, and I fucking was blasted. <laughs> I like, I was like, I'm done on that one. But this is this is great. Doesn't that taste a little bit like? Uh, I hate to say this. I love it as a descriptor. Because I love barley wines, and but nobody would ever say it because it's not a popular fruit. Prunes, prunes. It does have that uh, the essence of that of a prune. Yeah, it does. It has that that quality. Way back in the good old blogging days, I had a beer blog, and my gimmick was that. I said the things that other people didn't want to say, but I still opened and discussed these beers. And most two, it still stands today. A couple of my descriptors, prunes being one of them, and blood. It tastes like you bit your lip. Mm. There's a certain uh, quality to malts that like are my the, the my favorite metallic. that has iron in it. Yeah, yes. the, the iron. Yeah, uh, and there there's certain malts that have more iron in them, and though those have a, a classic taste to me. That tastes like you bit your lip. That's true. As an aftertaste, first you first you taste the beer, and then it tastes like you bit your lip. It's unmistakable. It's definitely. And that's in here as well. It, yeah, it does have that quality. Mm-hmm. I do taste the vanilla mm-hmm. quality. Maple. Maple. I get the maple, vanilla, maybe a little bit of the toffee. On some burps, I get it. It's nice. <laughs> when I burp, I get. Onions. <laughs> Still. That onion fucking from, from lunch, dude. That, that onion just stayed with you. It's the dominant 
<laughs> of everything you've done today. <laughs> onion. Well, that's because I got some on me. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I sat down in the car and I saw one clinging to me still. Still on you? It was. Yeah, it was yeah. clinging. That was, a, that was a mighty sandwich, man. It was good. Um, they had a hard chime. Uh, uh, chime. They had a hard time finding my pickle. I was like, "That's what she said." Yeah. <laughs> I just, I was like, I just, I was like, I want a pickle with my meal. I want any fucking French fries. I just want a pickle. And they were only seventy-five cents. I was like, "Oh, let's get an extra pickle. Cool. Be, I'll be in and out." Like she said. That's what she said. Yeah, I'll be in and out. <laughs> and uh, no, he's like, he like walks by me. Like I'm standing there. He like walks by me into the back room with a bucket. Doesn't come out. The girl that's like cooking the food finally turns around. And she's like. Oh, I was like, yeah, can I, just, I just need to get a, a dill pickle. She's like, oh, okay. Rodolfo! She's like calling him in the back, and he's like, comes back out. He's like, yeah. She's like, can I just, can I get a dill pickle? Yeah. He like looks, goes in there, he's like, there's none in there. He like goes in the back, and he's like in there for like 10 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, I'm thinking of just like, I can get a dill pickle, no problem. And it's not going to be a problem. You're just going to give it to me, and I won't. Yeah, I was removed from your situation because I was over there doctoring my sandwich appropriately with uh, uh, horseradish and yeah, mayonnaise and, and, and the stuff. onions that you needed. And uh, but I was thinking the same thing. I'm looking over there, going, yeah, "It's taking a long time." He's, he's they've somehow botched his order. I thought perhaps you ordered fries. They didn't cook them yet, and this the what was taking the extra time was the needing to prepare the addition of your fries because that's how much. Energy seemed to be going into your. Yeah, no, and it wasn't even that at all. I was like, just oh. a pickle. Yeah, it was just a pickle, and my my thought process was, it's just gonna be a pickle. You'll Seven, reach in and throw it on my. Yeah, it's yeah. seventy five cents. It's a, a breaking the bank with a dollar, you know. And you're like, I'm like, okay, just give me the fucking pickle. And Wait. he had to go in the back, and he was in there for like, like ten minutes. I'm just standing there going, ah, maybe I shouldn't do the pickle. Maybe he was in there ten minutes with your pickle. Maybe because you upset him. Yeah, he was maybe like, he was doctoring your guy. pickle. I wasn't, but there was like other people waiting too. Like they're behind me. I was like, oh now I'm cra- now I'm causing a line. Right. And I'm like all for a fucking pickle. And I was like, I just want the fucking pickle. I don't want no fries. I don't want any of that shit. I just want the pickle. As long as he didn't come around the corner pulling the pickle, pickle out his, of his yeah. pants. Yeah. I don't want that kind of pickle. So that's a no. That's just tongue the, twister. No, it's no, no, no. That's just all the pickle I don't need. You know, like she said. <laughs> no, it's just a weird process of like them, like just not being on top of with their game. They don't have to be. Yeah, it's it's that kind of place. It's give a definitely shit. that kind of place. It's a it's cool place. It's like no, it's cool and it's, and, and it's good and it's good. Yeah, I it's, almost it's, bit my finger off. Yeah. While eating my sandwich. Yeah, it was it was it, it 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 was really good actually. It was a nice, it was a nice sandwich. Plus the pickles were good. I can't I can't deny. If you're um, needing one of those um, sort of fixes, just kind of that I don't want to know what to call it, but uh, you know, deviate from your, in my case, regular diet, and you're just like, eh. It's okay. I can have one of these every once in a while. And then you you go in there and you're hungry on top of it. And then you start to bite. I, I almost bit the tip of my finger. Mm. I was feeding it into my mouth so fast that I almost forgot 
thought you had a limb. So yeah, uh, I like the fact too that's a little out of the realm, and I need to drive there, and you get into that. Once you get out of like the downtown Palo Alto, you you, know, you can obviously go up and down the peninsula, but branching out because I don't branch out as far as like I need to go more places on this side or you know coming towards more of the wilderness areas where it's like a little bit more like you know it, the, well it, they call it you, it's easy to call wilderness area because they've made it look like that but behind every tree is a tennis court and, and, and yeah of course yeah, yeah. It's, you don't it's, know it's there but it's, it's so there. disguised that I mean uh, I mean brilliant Cal- disguised. Cal- yeah California in general is brilliantly disguised as we're letting nature adapt with us and it doesn't inter- it doesn't inter- interfere with the, the, the like lifestyle I guess of it it's not really a bad thing at all no I mean I, mean, I could I see so many ways that it could be criticized but driving down the 280 being the greatest manifestation oh, and, of, and right now too with the green just the way they preserved it you wouldn't know you were that close to San Francisco no you wouldn't know you were that close to all of the suburbs and civilization all the way down the peninsula you would think you were just having a country drive yeah, and you're not, and you're right there. You're not. All you have to do is turn off any exit, and you're going into any town. San, any town. San Mateo, Palo Alto. It's kind of what I love about the the peninsula area is, is the fact that it has so much nature intertwined with it that it's... Very respectful of it. Very respectful of, of man versus nature. Mm-hmm. And that's what needs to be in more areas. And and it's a high density population area, of course. It's and there's a lot of Bay Area is one sure. of you know the highest densities in the in the country. Yeah, and, and you yeah, have like you you're up here too, and you're like, to to be honest, and you look around your your thing, you're like, I see, I can overlook all these redwoods and straight out to downtown, and I'm like, you're almost like camping in a cabin. That's beautiful. You know what I mean? That's always been one of my favorite things though in life was is to have the best of both worlds yeah a dichotomy you pretty much got it here well i mean this reflects my personality i love a dichotomy yeah and you're literally what 15 20 minutes from the beach i'm 17 minutes to work yeah 17 minutes to work Mm -hmm. absolutely the pacific ocean is right there Mm -hmm. the work is right there Anything you need is pretty much right there. I mean, you're down in, little mountain. In San Francisco about. standards, 17 minutes to work is crazy. Mm-hmm. Most people go the commute. You know, I mean, this is the land of the commute. This is where all the money is. People commute from really distant towns. Yeah. And I get to drive to work and park. Wow. Wow. And nobody charges me even. Wow. Nobody charges me to park. <laughs> Good, because I'm working. Don't fucking park me. And when I'm downtown Palo Alto, i got to fucking worry about parking. But I don't, because I work at night. I'm more of a night owl now. Oh, actually, I've always been a night owl, I think, for working. But I worked for UCSF for years, and I was I, I hung on to just, you know, working with them and helping them out um, until just last year while I was with Stanford. And they charged because I was um, well. No, that's not because of anything. I <laughs> take it all back. No, they charge to park. If you if you work there, they charge you. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's such a that's such a fucking cocksucking thing to to do. I agree. To charge somebody to park when you're working, you know, it's like. I used to travel around the country on contract for a living, and of course, they say welcome. We need you. That's why we hired you on contract. We're so happy to see you. We've needed somebody for a long time, and here you are. And, of course, there's a parking space for you and all of that. Yeah. And the very first time in history was when I... And that's how, where I met Christine. Was uh, I had a contract job in uh, Sacramento, and I couldn't find a damn place to park. I mean, I just followed my maps and got my apartment that they got for me and everything set up and that was on the weekend and then you go to work on Monday and you just follow directions you get there and you're like but there's nothing but a paid parking garage yeah I'm like so where do, and I drive around again and it's like well I don't want to be late I gotta meet these people and whatever I mean I, I finally find a two hour parking and I out, out in the street and I park on that and I go in and it turns out that that paid parking garage was for employees. It's the first time I'd ever encountered that. Hmm. Only in California. Hmm. And so, yeah, the rest of the time I worked there... That was in Sacramento? Yeah. The rest of the time I worked there, they busily got was that, was that money where, back. Was that where Christine was working? Or? That's how I met her, because I, I went and had something framed at her store. Oh, that's where you... So you, you parked there just to have something framed? No, no, no. Oh, I'm talking okay. about my first day at my work at the hospital. Was the same parking lot or no? It was their their privately owned parking garage and they charged their employees. Oh, that was the fucking... Yeah. For a hospital too? Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's even worse. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's the first time I ever encountered. I just got there. I set up. I went to my apartment that they had set up for me and all of that. Yes. That's Okay, now the weekend's done. I think I got there on Sunday, so now what do I do on Monday? Here's my directions, and I go there. I can't find a place to park except for this parking garage. Yeah. Reason was because that parking garage was the place to park. Was the place, and then they charge you for it. Yep. Ugh, talk about fucking making money off of their people. Too much. That's crazy. And I was an outside contracted employee. In other words, I was hired through an agency. So I thought, well, maybe this is how they treat me. I get in there and I start working with everybody. No, that was the employee parking garage. They charge you by the hour to park there so you can work there. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, it's, that's worse than, than this parking. I mean, this parking is just two-hour limit and you move your car if you're working in a restaurant or bartender or whatever you're doing. Well, uh, well as I was saying, that was the... F- first time the I ever first encountered time, yeah, that and that was in California yeah. and yeah. so it's it seems and it's just empirical but seems to me to be a, a California thing simply because then I started working for UCSF in San Francisco San Francisco has a horrible parking issue of course yeah and so they have their own garage and they have their own garage levels uh, dedicated to their employees so it, it would cost me depending on what time you arrived 20 to 28 dollars a day to, to park to work there yeah their logic was that well you don't have to do that you can fend for yourself try to park on the streets there's no parking on the street there, there is, is no, no parking, parking on, on the streets, streets. <laughs> there is not no there none. is not none, none, none. and if no. there is it's two hours 
parking, period. So if you're there working any period of time, that's no good. You're going to have to go down and try to move it around again. And then there's the additional threat of somebody sleeping in your car or whatever when you... Yeah. You know, <laughs> any of that kind of level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that fucking... No. I was just talking to some Indian kid who just got mugged, mugged in San Francisco, uh, not last night, but the night before. Uh, for for I was I was randomly talking to him because he came in and I was, he was just sitting by himself. It was super slow, but he was a he's a film. He's a director and a writer for film, and he, he's doing this thing for Stanford. This kid who's blind, and uh, the schools and education in India wouldn't accept this kid. So, but America accepted him, and Stanford accepted him to learn. Because they wouldn't teach the blind, but now we have taken him in to teach him, and his education is better here for the blind. And uh, he's doing a movie about it, so he was there, and he's the writer. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going here to Mexico, to Cuba, to L.A., to San Francisco, and then back to India. Yeah, and he was just saying some uh, that he just got mugged in San Francisco. That was just like, what? He's like, yeah. It's the only time I've ever gotten, like, any weird thing in San Francisco. He's like, I've been there a bunch of times, and it's the first time something has happened. And, you know, I was super surprised about it. But, whatever. He's like, I didn't I didn't have anything really on me, so it didn't matter. But, uh... As long as he didn't take a solid blow. Yeah, he, he was just like... Because, you know, we were just saying that, like... You could be in one street. No, he was like perfectly unharmed. But he's like, we were talking about that you could be on one street, cross to the wrong street, and that's the bad part of town. You don't want to be there. You just have oh, to know. Oh, it's so it's so hilarious there. Yeah. I mean, like the tenderloin. The tenderloin. My friend has a studio in the tenderloin. Has a but it has a distinct line drawn. Yep. That goes right up to where Union Square is, where everybody is, and nobody wants to see any of that crap, and they yep. don't. And they don't. And all you have to do is turn down the wrong street, walk two blocks. And you're right there. And you see everything that you've never, ever imagined if you're, uh, well, you know, a, a sheltered, naive tourist. Right, yeah. I mean, I could tell you all the things you might see. But yeah. yeah, I tell we, you the things we, I've we, seen. Uh, all we've all seen. It. Yeah, I've already I've seen people fucking smoke, fucking crack right in front of me as I walk by the Tenderloin. Well, here's my favorite story. I'll tell it. I'll I'll yeah. tell it because it's okay. the day they opened McKellar. Oh, okay, even better. So, so they opened McKellar, and it is a beer related story. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> because uh, it right in the heart of the Tenderloin because they're. But but right off of uh, mission because they're trying to uh, you know re revive the that that area mm-hmm. one way or another they're trying to move in on it right and uh, and that area they're redeveloping like crazy so they they've kind of won but this was the first day so everybody the tourists are coming from outside of the state even to go see the first McKellar open in this country. And it's in this, you know, it's it, it's laughable otherwise, but but a scary part of town where people just sit around and smoke crack on buckets out in front, of, you know, on the sidewalk. Yeah, right on the sidewalk. Which was exactly what was happening. But but what what McKellar had done 
was that at least they hired a security to keep the front of the store with the entrance clear. So they had that. So we're walking up. I mean, you know, there, there, you know there's, there's rivers of urine, as always, but there is rivers of urine running. Yeah. It's on a hill running sideways from the wall that was pissed on down toward us. And so, it, literally, yeah. honestly, this is happening. And right next to where security takes care of it, in other words, right next door to the actual establishment, there is a totally wigged out black woman with her she's sitting on the ground with her legs spread entirely open no underwear short skirt and she's just moffing on a crack pipe just like that yeah so all you're getting is the the yeah. urine and the crack pipe there, there was a stream of urine on yep. each side of her no and and the wide open vagina yeah and just coming down and, and then you're like, I can't wait for McKellar's grand opening. And <laughs> you're like, I wonder this beer is gonna taste amazing. Yeah, well, it would have been nice to just if somebody thought this through a little more, they would have put a little flag on in her hand or whatever. It said, "Welcome to McKellar." Welcome. That should have been a beer. Welcome. Yeah. They would have had to censor the label. But they would have to censor, yeah. Uh, Anything that requires censorship, uh, which is amazing. But uh, yeah, what a what a what a fun experience. Mm. That's a that's a good story. So they've cleaned up the neighborhood around McKellar since then. Fine, yeah. Well, like, the we, city has just realized that. Well, we're we're trying to redevelop it. They're trying to help us. They put a ton of money into it. What's all? So yeah, they're cooperating and cleaning up the area. But that was a literal story of mine. And what year did McKellar open? Oh, how many years has that been? It's been a while now. Mm. So exciting at the time, too. Has it been... Four years, maybe? Four years? I'll just throw that out there. I'm a really poor judge of time anymore. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I mean, my hair's almost blowing back. I'm I, well, I, I've flying been, toward death so quickly. I've been here almost four years, so uh-huh. I'm like, was it? So you don't remember any speak of the grand opening, so it must have been perhaps, yeah, but right before? Maybe right before, yeah. It had to be. Five years? I'm, I'll, four, go, four I'll go five. five. I'll go five. Maybe I'll go five. five. Years. Yeah. I just had a, a collaboration of a coffee IPA. From the punk rock band The Descendants. Oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah, the, the, because of their album. Yeah. Caffe- yeah. Caffeinated. Word. Yeah, the caffeinated, the hyperspasmoid caffeinated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good album too, uh, but yeah, the beer was good. Actually, good. It wasn't wasn't super caffeinated and it wasn't super hoppy. It was just kind of just a smooth IPA. Well, caffeine has no flavor. No, no, it's it's like the coffee. It's probably more like vanilla or whatever, like. Because when you went, I mean, the reason you just set me askew yeah. was because you said hoppy and caffeine. It was it was a coffee IPA. It was what it was labeled as. Gotcha. So that's weird. Yeah, which there is actually one at El Arsenal, but there's a a a. a, a 
a milk a milk IPA, a coffee milk IPA or something like that. Something something on that like label that mm-hmm. there there was anyway last week. Um that was similar, but it was a little sweeter. Like it was lactose more, sweet. Yeah, like that more, was where the milk was. Yeah, where yeah. the milk was. It was like a little bit more like milky sweet. And this one had like just straight like you get that like coffee flavor, which could be from whatever the bean, you know, whatever I don't know. I know. I I I still can only visualize what coffee and IPA taste like together, other than breakfast. But it's actually really good. It was really good. If if anybody could do it well, McKellar did it. Yeah. And it was a McKellar special anniversary release of the Descendants album mm-hmm. with this beer, and it and it was actually pretty good. It wasn't over the top on any means of any of that. So, but it, it was it was interesting because you know coffee IPA, yeah, obviously. So I, well, I'm trying to think of what the other weird IPA combo. There's always fruit that I ones. had that was actually really surprisingly good. Ah, it, it, it's not for the weak. Most people will try to make it and still fail. I remember now. I don't remember whose it was though. Damn it. It was a an early attempt, so several, many years ago, at a, a whiskey barrel aged uh, IPA. A whiskey barrel aged. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> stupid, actually. I mean, to me, it does. Anyhow, I mean, it doesn't sound stupid to everyone, but I. Well, to I mean, me, it's just like, oh come on, man. Because you're gonna, you're gonna you guys are running out of ideas. What? Well, well, it's it's what the science comes in, right? Or the mm-hmm. recipe, or the chef, right? The chef's gonna come. That's the thing about things like that. It's like everybody's gonna try something. Not everything is gonna be a hit. But this one actually really worked. But it was good. But it was a one-off thing, so that you know. Hmm. I wish I could remember. It'll pro- it'll occur to me in the middle of the night. Can you leave the microphone here? Sure. Yeah, just set it up. Just give me a button. I'll, just, I'll hit uh, it and scream it out. Just yeah, send me a message. <laughs> just send me a message on my phone. Uh, yeah, so then I'll just plug it in. Oh man, yeah. that's not nearly as <laughs> not, not emotional as. It's true. Just hearing me wake up and scream it. No. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. I got it. Fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. That old stock is really good, though. I gotta take a picture of all so we can put it online. Perfect. Like in in a row. Have it so I can just play it. That this bottle, by the way, it's a marketing technique. Apparently, beer is more valuable than glass because look how much finger gets oh, lost. Oh yeah, you got that dip in the middle. It feels like it's still full when it's empty. Yeah. There's that much glass it's a, lot it's a glass. weapon it's a literal you can clock somebody with that if you get in a bar fight you grab the old stock grab the old stock bottle smack somebody yep. in the fucking head with that yep. Bink. so imagine how much beer is not actually in there that you imagined was as it's full yeah it's a nice size bottle though it's like that's what I mean it looks it's like it's almost a bar but it's not a bar but it's not it's only 500 mil oh that's not bad yeah I was putting my finger in up to there yeah hmm it was about almost two pints. For you guys out there, 
I was only going up to the second knuckle. I was I was knuckled a second knuckle deep mm-hmm. in this bottle, and uh, yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> this knuckle deep shit, yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> So it's two fingers in. Is that what you call your your? Uh... Well, so here's the funny. Here, here's the fun one. <laughs> Sorry. So here's a so at the bar, and you know my friend, uh, what uh, you see, uh, Rob and his girlfriend. Uh, she only orders cider, and I don't know how this joke was started or where the fuck any of these motherfuckers came from from doing this but it's funny and in the re- early on in their relationship you know developing as you know people do um, she gets cider and that's mainly her drink of choice if she's at a bar she'll if there's a cider she'll get it and she stays to the ciders and that's cool and he'll get, get an IPA or a pale ale or something of that that sort so he gets her those beers sits down at the table and uh he you know and she's we're they're talking and we're having conversations and blah 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 and he grabs two fingers and puts it in the cider mm. of two fingers her beer cider. and he's like yeah and he's like what's that mean and she's like rude don't put your fucking <laughs> fingers in my beer and he's like oh no it's two fingers in cider <laughs> and, I was, <laughs> and I was like you know it's good it's fucking it's rich it's fun <laughs> you know it's like it's that kind of humor that I'm just like damn if I could laugh all day I would just fucking do it cause that's good <laughs> and it was funny and he has like he has some random ass fucking jokes the joke the, the best jokes <laughs> and the best one I that he's given me that I like too is that like you know he's like oh I I would you your girlfriend for Christmas he's like oh I I got her um well I got her these like awesome like slippers that she wanted in a dildo because if she doesn't like the slippers she can go fuck herself. <laughs> you know? I was like, "Damn, that's good." It's just gold right there. It's just, I don't know. It's something so funny that I'm just like, I don't expect it because it's just you're so sincere. Saying but you it. know, these are old men jokes. Those yeah, are, these, these are, are these are these down. are passed down from generation to generation. That yeah. I'm like, uh, it's just uh, too funny. They're almost Shecky style, in fact. You know, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the stuff that we ever got to hear because you can't say that in 1962 radio or whatever. But well, you can't say that, yeah, publicly. But, but, but you can in but a, privately. In a club. Yeah in a, yeah, in a club you can. Oh, obviously. Like, Ish. That shit was Unless you're Lenny and Bruce. Well, yeah. I mean, it was okay to a certain point. Yeah. Just not so good for Lenny. <laughs> He was too concise and intelligent, so he stepped on so many toes with just words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love Lenny. I don't know if I've heard any any or much of his stuff. 
I love stand-up. I don't like stand-up. I mean, that's a very general statement. I don't like stand-up just as a as itself. It's just like anything else. It's like saying, I love music. Well, well, I well that means I love uh, commercial horseshit. No, I don't love commercial horseshit. Do you have a favorite stand-up comedian? God, or? yes. A living. Living? Um... I mean, I have a few actually, but but uh, Doug Stanhope ranks right up there. Doug Stanhope is fucking great. Yeah. And do you watch any of his the YouTube stuff sometimes? I know all of his shit. Doug, I know everything Doug, about him. Doug versus or wow, what the, what the uh, getting Doug with high? You're talking about Doug Benson? Oh, is that who it is? Doug yeah. Stanhope. Who? What am I talking about? You're talking about Doug Benson, the 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 high dude. Oh, who's the other? Doug? Doug Stanhope. I thought he was the same guy. No. Man, I'm fucking up. Yeah. Who's, who's, who is Stanhope? Stanhope's this guy that apparently nobody's heard of. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. No, nobody no. has, really, honestly. I've heard of him, for I, sure. I just read a thing that... I mean, I've heard of him for years, and, and a lot of people I talk to have certainly heard of him. I'm just getting he, too he, confused at the moment. But, he's, um, but he is not ingrained in the grander culture. I think I was reading the article yesterday, in fact, that was treating him as... As a the, the great unknown still, which is exactly where he will always be because he, by choice, is an independent. Oh, hold on. Yeah, but he runs his own business. Uh, an outlet. Yes. Close. Yes. How about right there behind? Uh, yeah, where that place is right there. See. Where that place is. That fan or whatever the fuck is behind. This thing. Cool. This thing. We're recording. Now, as I plug in. As I do uh, technical difficulties, which are not difficulties. I just had to get up and do some shit. Radio friendly shit. Uh, I guess that works. So yeah. where were we about? Oh, yeah. Uh, so Doug Stanhope, I, yeah. I I definitely watched some of his stuff, and I've heard, and I've heard of him. And I just can't remember exactly to pinpoint what his. Uh, Everybody's tried to put a label on his shtick because he's different than anybody else, and so he's been called like shock comic, uh, etc. He even himself says, well, all of my audience is, is not no normal or, or the normal people. So they, they hired him like in last year for uh, South by Southwest to do a, a CISO mm. stand-up yeah. you know, that, that was owned by them. They were going to film it. And, and then CISO... And he went for it at first, but and he well, and, and he did. It actually went through, and the audience was all seventeen hundred dollar ticket people, which is not his audience, and so they're not going to get his humor. Well, that's the thing. It's like coming full circle back into the science of it. Research is involved. A company. Just because you hear somebody or heard the name of research, you should fucking know who you're getting. And comics... Well, this was a corporate 
it, as usual, idiocracy fucking uh, yeah. decision, it, idiocratic decision, where they said that, uh, well, we're all in on this South by Southwest thing, but nobody actually really cares or pays attention. They're just trying to uh, get in on it and make some money. So CISO says that they do that, but then the entire, like I said, the entire audience is not normal people that are all they're all squeezed out by having to have yeah. have a so everybody in there is elite sort of people because they, they're only people who can afford seventeen hundred dollar tickets mm-hmm. not his audience hmm. yeah that's that's made for a bad show well and I mean that and then everybody has their own idea of humor but they should also, like I said, they should know the comic before they're getting into it. And they should also... Well, know you know South by Southwest. Everybody's trying to go see the next new thing. Well, of course. So that's what that's all about. But and so, and when they say a dirty comic, you know, or, or, or like a, a, a comic like that, like... A, I just, I, you know, I just saw recently, too, is Dave Chappelle's... Uh, on Netflix. Did you, yeah. see, did you see that? Yeah, I saw them. Saw yeah, both of them. One was way better than the other. I didn't. I didn't see the other one. What was the other one? These these were meant to be intros into the um, the brand new one that's going to be released because it's a Netflix original. That's yeah. what this is all about. Yeah. So they offered up two at one time. Yeah. And I only saw the one, which was the OJ one. And it kind of talks about OJ and the other one as well. But you, the the one that I, the intro you in, that's probably the one you saw then. I saw the one with the, he talked about OJ at least four times. Yeah, it was like he was like, "That's the first time I met OJ." He was like, "Mr. Juice." Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, so that's the one I saw. Uh huh. I didn't see the other one. I don't know. I didn't look at the other one. Well, they're they're uneven. But you know what? That's the, it's done by intention in this case. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Because they come from slightly different time frames. He uh, came out and randomly, while he was in this seclusion, seclusionary period or whatever, yep. and, and uh, played some shows. He, he even did one a while ago in, uh, at the Fillmore. And it, mm-hmm. and it was really... I, I thought it was pretty lame. It wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. You know? It wasn't horrible, but... It wasn't anything spectacular that watching was it on sad. TV. It was like, huh, okay. No, I don't think I ever laughed once. You know, it's kind of a chuckle, maybe well, in your in your mind. In your mind, yeah, yeah like, like, huh, that was good. Moving on, like, yeah. Which was the, which was the OJ, which was did the new Dave Chappelle, which was good, but at the same time, it was not. And and some people were like. This isn't the new Dave Chappelle. That's the point I'm trying to make. Oh, okay. What yeah, these yeah. are are recordings from different time periods during his exile of sorts. Yes. So what you just saw were well, there's two of them released. So yeah. you saw one were from different time periods during that. In fact, if you see the two of them together, you'll be able to quickly recognize that he's in two different physical conditions. Oh, all right. I didn't, yeah, I didn't. I was totally unaware. It's a buildup. For the release of his brand new special, actual first time full tilt 
they paid him I forgot how many millions for this one. It's a good one. Like sixteen million, I think. Holy shit. For so he was like holding back for, for their exclusive. No, he's not. It's nothing to do with that at all. No, no. He's just, decided just, to be back, and, and just, they just they bought of, they bought the rights to to these old. So just kind of strategically placing his moments. They bought this stuff. Yeah. I don't think people cared about it that much. Dave Chappelle? Oh, everybody's caring. No, no, no. About. I don't think people cared as much about having the rights to these shows. Like, like for instance, Netflix had the right to uh, the the Fillmore show earlier, and like I said, it wasn't that great either. Nobody nobody cared that much. Yes. So they had the so they have the rights to those. They're going to release a few more as well. I read about this. That's how I know. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't mean anything. About it. I just saw the show. So they're going to release several of these and as a build up to the brand new one and the whole idea is that you get to see him in different stages during his seclusion um, and then you get to see him now to see because they're all representations of how he was handling life throughout that hiatus right hmm okay some of it is supposed to actually give you that uneasy feeling, like, huh? Yes, and and it did at times. I was, and I was like, and it's very dated. Well, of course it's dated. He's talking about OJ. It's not. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was. Well, that's not well, prevalent. Was, that's not relevant now. No, no, no. It was. Yeah, it wasn't. That was not relevant now. Which actually is on Netflix. It's relevant now on Netflix because of the new series on the People versus OJ. Right. That's why I was like, there's something going on between Netflix and what he is saying and the, the new... Well, they're just smart. Yeah, it's just the way they release things, I guess. It's just... But at the same time, like I said, you know, I don't care about any of that shit. They contractually own a, a shit ton of, of different things that he put out that nobody cared about at the time because they were considered sketchy and not valuable. And now they're releasing them as a build-up to who he is now. It's actually could be quite brilliant, especially if he's very good. And I presume that... It is, and I know that, that Dave Chappelle is actually fucking brilliant. Like, his comedic, his comedic performance... Has pretty much always been really awesome, but the same sense as like has people were just saying that and online and whatever like people friends and of some sort they were just like this like oh you should watch the new Dave Chappelle it's not for the you know. You, you were going to get offended, so don't be offended, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it wasn't that offensive. People like Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy and uh, Sam Kinison, and those guys are offensive. Nobody new to me is offensive. Everybody new has like this fucking fake persona of being offensive because we live in a politically correct world of not being offensive and it's like fuck that shit say whatever the fuck you want to say as a comedian because if you're a comedian I'm going to say everything but even as a person just say it 
Just but, saying that well, shit. It, it'll kill your career if you um, are a it jackass. Won't. But it won't. No, if, no, you're, no. if you're a jackass, yes, but it, it won't kill you. But if you have a, if you're, you're over the top, because if you're you intelligent know. and you have a good point, then that's been how people have made themselves successful all all the way down the line. That's how that's what Lenny Bruce did. Lenny Bruce was our Jesus. He's our sacrificial lamb. He got killed <laughs> basically because his career was destroyed. Well, he died. He killed himself, but. We destroyed him because we didn't want to hear his words. And his words were intelligent, but he used them. They're extremely intelligent and very caring, but he used them uh, in very provocative ways. So, But, I mean, everybody does that, like like George Carlin. Right, the most intelligent. Yeah, George Carlin. So he opened the can. Yeah. Lenny Bruce did that. Yeah. He he paved the way for George Carlin. Yeah. I mean, which is understandable. That's like I mean, that's like in the most heated time. I mean, you're not supposed to say nigger now. Back then, there was a special fucking time where you weren't supposed to say nigger either. And and uh, so at that very special time, uh, Lenny Bruce made a, a whole skit around it. And yes. I, not not kidding. No, yeah, I know, no, I know. Everything he did was poking, and he had a, at the time he had an audience of at least fifty percent black. Yeah, and so he said it. You could just hear a, a pin drop when you listen to these live performances. I was like, oh shit, there's no way out of this. You said it. You want, you've got the cat's in the bag. All right, it's out. And then he does this the entire dialogue about how it is just not only just a word, but how do you kill a word but by saying it over and over again until it has no meaning. And so let's use it in every circumstance rather than in no circumstance other than a derogatory circumstance. Let's call everything and everybody and everything a nigger, 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 until it ain't nothing. And by the end, fucking the crowd's up on their feet. You yes, know? yeah. And that's... And that's taking a, a, a fucking a terrible word and making it into a positive. Well, it's actually just playing playing with uh, human nature because we make those words. Right. And, and we break those words. It's well, all up to us. And regardless of race or whatever, but that race has been called that in, uh, you know, too much. But some of the sense of... It's 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 borderline, and as to all cultures, just funny in America. For some reason that I I can't put my finger on, and all my friends have like used this term in general. It's just um, a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird thing to get behind, and a weird thing to not get behind. Because everybody uses it in such a comedic thing, and everybody uses it in such a, uh, a derogatory kind of manner. When you're saying, any, but when we say it, it's like, or when I hear it, it's used in a comedic kind of sense. It's never putting somebody down. And it's gone from that, like, slave term to, like... 
a tool, a weapon. Yeah, an actual weapon. weapon. Yeah, it ha- and has it. It's just so. And even black people use it as in, like, uh, a sense of like uh, he's you know, he's like you know. I think it was Martin Lawrence or Dave Chappelle or maybe Eddie Murphy, one of those guys, was just like, you know, or Chris Rock. It might have been Chris Rock. He's like, you know, I love black people, but I hate niggas. And that is a term for all people. And it always has been. Always, and it, but not as necessarily as in we're, we're, we're saying it to the white race. Or to a well, skin tone. Well, yeah, that's but, what I mean. But, but what I mean by it, it always has been is there's always been a multitude of uh, but people. It, yeah, and and then that, and that's a, it's, it's a negative derogatory of saying nigga. Mm-hmm. It's negative, and it but it's saying it as any race. It could be uh, white, black, Hispanic, uh, you know, Asian. It does not matter what it is it's just somebody that is a shady character in that sense you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. yeah. that, but at but, the same but time, linguistically it just came from Negro well, it just came from the, right. the word black yes initially and, and, and linguistically and, uh, it's funny whenever you hear it you're like what's poppin' you know it's like it's, it's like everybody's just everybody's but, having a good everybody's having a good time with it is what I say. And but things have a tendency to gain derogatory uh, meaning over time. Yes. Of course this one did because it was they were they, they were black and negro means black. Mm-hmm. But uh um Shit! Don't record me fucking <laughs> forgetting my yeah, no, process. It's, it's fun. The process—the whole process—is about uh, it. It's it doesn't. I mean, negro comes from the, the, all the terms black. Negro. Yeah, and Spanish and and French and and Latin. Latin and and any of those like those terms, but that the slavery term and all that stuff is just not it's it's used and abused obviously but but people just it's kind of like when you hear the word like fuck or shit or cunt cocksucker any of those things that are Word, just words. Yeah, cunt used to be the worst one ever. Yeah, but well, before that it was fuck, and then cunt one, and then and cunt is by Australians is the most amazing word in the fucking planet. And cunt's run its course here as well. But yeah. cunt in Australia is the fuck to us. Right. It's just all these these fucking cunts. Right. They're hanging out and fucking doing whatever the fuck they want to do. Right. It's it's the same exact thing. It's just words. The words to describe somebody. Who you're like looking at in a different perspective? Whether I guess mainly being a shady character, like a you know, kind of just some general of you're describing it as somebody that you don't approve of. 
Really? Right. So you're 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 saying Nick? What about what about you're the, like? Well, this cunt. Oh, this nigga. Oh, this motherfucker. This cocksucker. Like you're what, you're what describing. About, what about my favorite one of all time? That I mean, in my lifetime, that makes no sense. Yeah. Um, where we went from Oriental, which became a derogatory term, to Asian. Oh, for sure. So we grabbed Asian for... I don't even know why... It's not as accurate. I mean, Oriental doesn't have any derogatory just saying aspects or, just to Just saying it. Oriental. Is now considered a derogatory term. And has been for, for years and years. Uh, yes. You call somebody Oriental, you're, you're... But they're from the Orient. And that all that means is Oriental. Of the Orient. And then when you say Asian, it's not accurate. Because Asian also includes Russia. Yes, very true. So you, is that so why they stopped you, doing Oriental noodles? I guess so. <laughs> I have no idea. Are they Asian noodles now? Do they have that? I don't. I don't think they have. No, like remember you. So, uh, you you were you're older than I am, but in when they used to have ramen noodles, I was poor first. Yes, so, so I was you gay. were poor before I was poor. Yeah, but I was poor just the same. Right. When they had ramen chicken noodle. Mm-hmm. Beef, said chicken. Yep. Beef, salty pack, and all yeah. that. Oriental, Remember shrimp. The, became a became a blue one. Get shrimp. That's got to be more flavorful. And yeah, exotic. But did you get the Oriental flavor? It said Oriental right on the package. Mm-mm. I don't remember that. No, it's well, blue. I'm older than you, so I must have been there. Ah, you had to be there. It was blue, yeah. Oriental. That was uh, well, maybe I was just always a skeptic. Maybe I just said, I'll take the shrimp, the beef. I don't know what that means. Fuck the Orientals. I'm not doing it. Maybe that's semen. No, yeah, I mean, it could be semen. It was blue and white, so it could be... I meant... Ocean... <laughs> Ocean... Asian... <laughs> sailors. <laughs> that's true. It could have been Asian sailors, yeah. I remember getting these packets of ramen that were blue, and it was my favorite brand, and it was just called Oriental. Hmm. And I would go to the supermarket to just get Oriental noodles. Mm. And same exact thing as you get ramen now, ramen chicken, ramen beef. Mm-hmm. Well, they, well, they were probably there. But like now... I said, I'm a skeptic. Yeah, but now... I, I would have looked at something like that and said... Now they have more like... if Well, here, I don't know, in California, they have more like... Um, uh, maybe I, I, I might have got it in East Coast too, but it was more the... Uh, the uh, Ichiban, Ichiban uh, Japanese ramen noodles. Mm-hmm. So now they have an ethnic section, which is actually cool. Because now I know exactly what I want. And they have, like, the ramen noodles in Japanese, like, was just perfect for exactly what I'm looking for. Like, yes. Same sodium, same carb, you know, all the, you look on the ingredients, it's all the same bullshit that ramen noodles have you get 7 Eleven. But, in a better package it's green or it's blue or it's whatever but with it's, organic sailors yeah yeah exactly I'm sailing with the organics you know but they're <laughs> just fucking ah but yeah it's on that wave of of food is all racist but it's all culture really not racist it's culture I race for the food at times I race for the food today for instance what'd you do I almost ate my finger in front oh, of you. Yes, that was a race. For sure. It's to get it in my you, belly. You, I was wolf, just, you wolfed that. Down the mm, you might be like, I can, eat, 
I did two of these motherfucking things. I was like, dude, you need to go for it. Should've I could have. Should have. I would have. I, uh, I got the pulled pork and it was, it was pretty good. It wasn't the best I've had, but it wasn't bad. Shouldn't have been the best you had. No. Never. It was not the appropriate place be, to find the best you have. No, it will not be Tennessee. Tennessee pork or ribs or anything of that, of that nature. I've been all over the country and you, I feel like you can't beat Tennessee. What specific things? Well, okay, here's here's what I've heard, just so I can narrow it down. Mm-hmm. The, the, the best qualities of barbecue are either sweet, smoky, or spicy, or combinations therein. So, I mean, that's narrowed it down for the entire country. Yes, and if you can find that perfect balance, your state has it. So what's, what what quality do you think Tennessee has then? Tennessee, more, more spicy, more so sweet? So Tennessee more has the, uh, the sweet and the smoky, I think. So that's part. very Texas-like as well. Yes. Except, well, Texas tosses some spice in there, but yeah. But also, I've had pretty good stuff in New Mexico, which is really good in uh, Santa Fe. Santa Fe has some really good stuff that is all three: sweet, smoky, and a little spicy. It it has the elements. Of well, all. they better put some hatch chili in there if it's in Santa yeah. Fe. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great, and I love New Mexico. Like, I love New Mexico as a state. Like, New Mexico is great. I love New Mexico and all of the little civilized spots, and then I love to go visit the rest of it, but thank God that I'm out there when I leave again. Yes. Visiting is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure living there is just the same as probably living in Arizona, maybe? No. No? Not as good? Ooh. Worse? Arizona is really cool. Really? They're right no, next they're, to each they're other. Vastly, well, just because they're touching. <laughs> just because we're scissoring, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. That applies always. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're the same. Yeah. What is what what is the greatest thing about Arizona? Vastly that- more diverse. Vastly more beautiful. Uh, Southern the, what, the Bogey and Rim. Well, you're in Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm just clarifying. Well, that's where I'm from. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But, but as a state, you're going to get an incredible... I Like I told you before, I love dichotomy. Living in Arizona, you get dichotomy. All yeah. you have to do is go just this far. You just go, boink. I'm, I'm, for all you viewers that can't visualize, I'm holding up a measurement of say it a lover's uh, distance between no I didn't none of that makes sense <laughs> you gotta explain I try you, you have to you have to really get there it's gonna but be but you saw me holding the finger I wanted you to I, I was like you're making an L shape with your hand <laughs> it could be you're holding so it, you're holding Oh, this is gross. Like a like an L-shaped loser, or mm, a tubular, oh, half a tube, a half a tube, mm-hmm. circular thing. That's how far from from paradise. So 
it could you're half halfway between paradise right so you have some of the best elements of it but just not all no that wasn't it that wasn't my message but no. yeah it probably does apply <laughs> so I, I I came close but I know I I, I, I totally derailed and I fucked up the the, the no no I was perfect I got <laughs> that is still applicable whether yeah. whether it was my intention or not yeah <laughs> like you have the desert the scenery the mountains the, like the the, the 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 weather change twist music uh, beer you just went on the ocean. If I took you there and the, one of the first things I would try to do is show you the dichotomy. Because you go from the desert floor to the Mogollon Rim in no time at all. Yeah. So you can... I mean, the town of Flagstaff is at 7,200 feet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 135 miles from Phoenix. Okay, so you... Yeah. And north, you're or, north or south? North. Okay, okay, yeah. So then, then you're at the foot of uh, the highest point in Arizona, which is 11,000 feet. Okay. Nice. Super nice. Yeah. Not I've only that, been... Not only that, there's not that many people there, but comparatively to, to New Mexico... Yeah, I've only been to... I've been, I've been through Arizona, I've been through Phoenix quickly mm, that's the problem when yeah. you go through it Phoenix quickly you get a really bad impression yeah I, dr- I, dr- I drove from uh, San Diego through Phoenix to Texas like that whole like I've been through more New Mexico up and down like Albuquerque and there's Santa Fe there's some uh, some random ones but not I, I hadn't spent a lot of time in Arizona I'd just been to the just to Phoenix for like a moment and then drove through it and that was the it. The way they built the freeways in Phoenix was f- for the surrounding area to be happy rather than the people driving. Hmm. So in other words, it's recessed very often. Yeah. So for the person passing through, they see concrete. Oh. They see lots and lots of concrete and they just think, the hell is this place? Huh. But it's too... Um, Diminish the sound, although the, the freeways are recessed. Yeah. And up here, you have no idea what's going on. Shit. And sometimes, you know, it's, yeah. it's horrible. Don't, <laughs> don't go up there. But other times, other times. <laughs> it's quite attractive. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. No, it's cool. Alright, cool. I gotta spend some more time in Arizona. I just don't. I haven't. I, I briefly touched the surface. I scratched the surface of any of those states really spending it, time is literally what everybody needs to do in a state it's um they can't just scratch like you if you spent one or two days that's nothing Arizona is one of my favorite states and you spent a long time there so you obviously have this a good time frame of well I fell upon it and fell in love with it immediately but, yeah but I, I, I like I've always fell in love with the area and those kind of states with movies in some kind of way. I just... Like, I like the scenery. Like, every time I saw a, a camera view of it, I'm in love with it. You know what I mean? It's just like this cactus, desert, mountain, sunsets, 
the best fucking skies you can ever see in your life when you look up at the stars. Well, that's all very true. And you just look up and straight up and you, the stars are on top of you. And that's... It's another planet. Yeah, it's... And that... When you get... The, I mean, that those are the things that, like, when I see when I was there, it's what I loved about it. It's not necessarily like, oh, what kind of bars have they got? Oh, what kind of this do they have? No, it's that initial moment of that I saw the stars, the cactuses, the desert. It's a, it's a more romantical visual on that sense. You know? It's a, it's ethereal living there. It yeah. really is. It, if you utilize it properly. Otherwise, you just live in the city like everybody else does. And yeah, that's what you see. But um, From day to day. Not far from your fingertips is some of the most unique terrain in the world and I don't mean that from a emotional or personal perspective I mean literally it's the only the Sonoran Desert is the only desert of its sort in the world and it's the most prolific and has the most growth and unique uh, geological uh, formations and or, or issues uh, yeah. of, of all the deserts in the world and it shows it's, it's fucking beautiful yeah. it's crazy you go around the corner and everything looks different again yeah it's amazing hmm. yeah I gotta spend more time there I have to go where have we gotta go you gotta take me where you I'd do it yeah we, we should we should go plan a trip for sure I'll absolutely do, do like that a shit. weekend or something oh like man a, it's pretty easy actually alright yeah cause we're, we're, su- we're super close we can fucking be there well, in no time there's a, a a plane service that I would never use otherwise but uh Allegiant hmm. flies out of uh Oakland it's like 52 bucks I think straight flight over yeah we should do that get a rental car yeah boom we should, boom. We should do that get a good uh a better perspective for me for for Arizona and but it, it's just like here though it literally does take time no it's for sure but like you can't you just can like, only scratch the surface but you can uh, if you dig deeper and I think the more and more I go and do certain things the more and more I can get the better understanding and the better you know uh, the better uh Life that I have, you know, I'm I'm into those things, so I want to experience it and get exactly what I should, as I thought it would be. You know what I mean? Like, I know that because you've lived there and you've you've got more uh, experience doing it, so you're like, oh, I, I could show you the better things that you need to see and the better places to go. And we could talk about those things. Uh-huh. In my mind, the nutshell is still time-consuming. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. But... The nutshell would mean you got to see Tucson. You've got to see Flagstaff. Oh, my God, the distance between those two. Yeah. And, but they're, they're, they're completely different animals, and you, either one will leave you with a completely different impression of Arizona. Yeah. Than you ever dreamed. Phoenix? Maybe not. Phoenix is just a huge city, it's all... It, it's a bigger city, yeah, for sure. Tucson's working on it, but probably not the city you would expect out of Arizona. Yeah. And Flagstaff, 
Yeah, laid back, crazy. Wow. Well, I definitely gotta. We gotta uh, tackle some of those. At least go to, to one to experience the animal of it. You know what I mean? Flagstaff. The first one. Flagstaff. Flagstaff. You gotta light a phoenix. Yeah. Gotta light the phoenix for sure. And that's not the theme song for Flagstaff. No. I was, I was lying. It's bullshit. It's actually that's that's just noises I made with my mouth. <laughs> and prior to that, I was doing the same thing. I just made noises with my mouth. I don't care. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I made noises. All right. Well, I'm gonna wrap it up, Doug. Give you a. <laughs> we have a number three was a beauty. Number three was an hour and fifteen minutes. God, it was so informational, educational, and spiritually and enlightening. Yeah. Flew right by. Makes me wanna. Makes me wanna do something. Makes me wanna fuck. <laughs> it's a gutter mouth. It's a gutter mouth. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Well, thanks, Doug. Thanks for having me in uh in your house, dude, and, and doing the podcast. And then we should do it again. Absolutely. Yeah, have a good time. I got the beer. You got the beer. We got the conversation. Indeed. It's good times. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. I don't know who my guest will be, so stay tuned. Beep. Later. Beep.